0: Welcome to season three of the Student Leadership Podcast. We believe you were created to make a difference. So we want to equip you to lead your generation in whatever setting you find yourself in. So whether it's your high school, middle school, college campus, or anywhere in between, we want to help you point others to Jesus. What's going on, students? We are back with Peter Reeves. We like them so much. Number part two. one, part two, Peter
1: Amos Reeves, famous, <laughs> Amos doing the most. You put my government name out there. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> you put it out. You put it out. You put it out. Oh man, this is going to be so much fun. Hey students, real quick, real quick. If you're just jumping on and you're like these guys, okay, Peter Reeves, and you didn't listen to his first one, what are you doing? It was so good. Yeah. What do you stop, drop, roll, go back, go back, listen to the first one, check out the overtime episode too. Cause that's fire, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Of course, you know, our guest this week again is Peter Reeves, the one and only making time for us. Thank you so much, Peter and Caleb. We liked you so much. We said, let's run it back. All right. Thanks. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean- th- the students liked you. Did they? Reviews were going crazy. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, this is amazing. All right, Peter, I, I, I got a question for you. We normally do an icebreaker. Last time I jumped in, I was just so ready to hear all that goodness. I skipped it. But this time, we're doing an icebreaker. Here's the question I want for you. What? Peter Reeves is not worth the money. What is something, someone, some item, some activity? What's not worth the money? What are people dropping their monies on that you're like, not this, not for Peter Reeves?
1: Bro, what is not worth the money? Mm. I'll tell you right now, it's the Oculus. You know, like I've been to the metaverse i'm into the metaverse i'm in the meta stuff right i'm trying to get my elon on yes i'm yes, creating yes. companies in the metaverse yes it's not worth it bro it is it is too much you know what i mean hmm. and uh it's 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 too weird in the metaverse right now we got to structure it a little bit better
2: so do you have one that you bought and you're like oh why did i why did i do this and yes, it's just, it's just dude, sitting there collecting dust
1: yeah yeah i like got into it heavy like a couple months ago, cause they have this game where you can be a professional quarterback and like, you can live out your dreams. Oh, even I saw that. Yeah. Even though you're out of shape and like, uh, you know, you like take your shirt off, you're like, actually I'm gonna put my shirt back on. Right? Like, <laughs> but, you <know? laughs> but you can live out your dreams and you can be a quarterback. You know what I mean? And then I like after I got over that for like 30 seconds, I was like, I hate this. Why did I spend money on this? This is so dumb. Does it feel like <laughs> you're throwing a football or no? It does. It, it actually does. does. No, you're exactly. selling it. You're not
0: telling me it's not Where? worth the money. You're selling Peter. it.
2: Peter, do you just have a bad arm and that's why you hate the
0: game? Oh no, or- my no,
1: gosh. I'm, I'm over the option guy. You know
0: what I mean? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll say, have you ever walked in on someone like enjoying the Oculus and they're just, they <laughs> look sad. You walk in and they're it just sitting look. there, just them and their eyes are covered. They're like,
2: do, do,
1: like okay, looking here's around. What, like here's a pigeon. why it's not worth the money because it, you don't do anything to like help your actual life, you know what I mean? Like in the metaverse, I'm shredded, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like in the metaverse, I'm six four, know I mean? like, oh, yeah. like, okay? And, Got and you know, I'm a top five seven in real life, but you can live out all your dreams there, but it's all a lie, so Some some ready, ready player
0: one energy here. It all right, really, <laughs> good, Peter. That was an awesome, good. All right, great. Students, it ain't worth it. Don't do it. Some students are listening on their Oculus. They're like, not this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, so. Peter, let's get into your, your leadership thought for this episode. Last episode yeah. was amazing. Yep. What do you got for us?
1: Come on. Yeah, I would say this, this one is so simple that it really, it's going to take a minute for us to unpack, but it's simply this. Talk about what you love. Talk about what you love. Just nonstop aggressively uh, as much as you can, Talk about what you love, but seriously, what is so attractive uh, to people around us is not when we criticize, uh, obviously, what we hate or talk about what we despise, but when we talk about what we love, we create like an inclusive space for people to come and share with us about what they love, and that's what draws people to us. I'm telling you, I wish I would have known this principle as a student, uh, but as a leader, man, the way I bring people on our team along our staff and our volunteer team is I just talk to them about what I love. The way I encourage them is I talk about what I love that they're doing. The way I coach our teams in group chats is I talk about what I saw that I love. Talking about what you love is attractive and it brings people to you and it gives you influence in spaces you normally wouldn't have influence. Now, hold
0: up, Peter. Hold up. Someone tuned in because they're like, oh, Peter Reeves, he spoke at my camp. I know him, the youth youth speaker. And you're telling me to talk about Rocket League, Clash of Clans. You're telling me right now I should be talking about fantasy football, my favorite sneakers. That doesn't sound very spiritual. That doesn't sound very holy. So let's rewind. Let's do it again. Give me something Jesus oriented, Peter, or maybe I'm missing the point. Talk to me, bring it. How, how is a Christian talking about just casual things they love? How is that godly? How is that biblical? How do you see
1: that fitting in? Yeah, bro. Until you can understand, look, talking about what you love allows people to experience you and I want people to experience me as I am, and then see the transformation that Jesus has had in my life, right? Mm, so nothing, okay. look, I have won more people to Jesus talking about what I love. Here's how I tell people all the time. People say, how do I know who to witness to in public, right? Well, here's what I love. I love sneakers. So I, I just know... Anytime I see someone with dope dope sneakers, that's a person I'm supposed to reach for Christ. That's a person I'm supposed to go after. And I could talk to them simply about what I love. Man, I love those shoes. Oh, I love this colorway. Oh, I love that design. Oh, remember where they did this? And we start having conversation and talking about what I love is like a key to every single person's heart that I connect with. And it gives me the opportunity to share what has changed my life the most. And talking about what I love always leads me to talk about Jesus.
0: Wow. Dang, from yeah, sneakers bro. to Jesus.
1: Okay. All day. And everything in between, from Madden to Jesus, from uh cheesesteaks to Jesus. Oh, cheesesteaks. <laughs> yes, Lord. Okay, okay, okay. Dude, everything. Now I
0: I uh, man, I've got so many follow-up questions. Let me let me start here some personalities can do this very easily. They're like, oh yeah, I do this at lunch. You know, I do this with my friends, whatever. Some are hearing this and they, they want to be a leader. Their youth pastor might even see something in them or you know, their campus pastor, but they're already struggling to like kind of lead in the youth group or, or step up or pray out loud. Talking about just stuff I love seems really intimidating because they might not feel like people will love what they love
1: or, or like what they like. What about a student that's scared? Yeah. Well, let me say it like this. Like, it, it could be as simple as going into your youth ministry and talking about what you love in your youth ministry. So like, like even in your prayer, like say you're afraid to be the type of person that prays out. What do you love? Man, I love that we're the kind of community that lingers in worship. I love we're the kind of place that leaders can come and, you know, they'll talk to you. You're not, this isn't the kind of place where you'll sit alone. I love that you could bring your issues and no one's going to judge you. Right. So you, you start to think about the things that you love in that environment. Like maybe I should be more specific. It's not just talking about what you love all the time, but just looking at the environment and seeing what you love. It's about looking at someone in the eyes and saying, man, I love that you're so, that, that like, when I listen to you talk, I just sense your integrity in your character. I love that you're so passionate and man. You're, dude, I love that you are incredibly hardworking. you see what I'm saying? Like, this is a principle that you can apply into any atmosphere. And so when I tell students, like I have students that were like, Hey, you're praying today," and They're like, man, I'm scared. I'm like, well, what do you love about Jesus, man? I love that. He's so gracious. I love that. He's faithful. I love that we can come to him as we are, but he doesn't keep us that way. And I just believe he'll do that for everyone else. Amen. And I was like, bro, that was a fire prayer. Like, let's go <laughs> do that. Do that again.
2: Yeah. So, so Peter, where, where in scripture do we see this, that students can turn to and say, Oh, like, yeah, this is actually something biblical. This is actually something that I should apply to my faith. This isn't just Uh, me like trying to make friends or I'm, I'm just trying to build relationships. Like, where do we see this?
1: Let's, uh, Let's go to any Psalms in the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> and listen to David talk about how he loves the way the Lord works, how he loves the way the Lord destroys his enemies, how he loves the way that the Lord has protected him and kept him. Let, let's go to any transfer of power in the Bible, like from David to Solomon, how Solomon talks about how he loves how the Lord has been with his father. And now he's expecting the Lord to be with him in that same manner, right? Let, let's go in and, and talk about John, who says like, when he's talking about Jesus, he says, we didn't see him. We, we're not just talking about him because we, we think he." He's great. We saw him with our own eyes and we touched him with our own hands. He is the son of God. And then in the, in the books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he begins to talk about all that he loves about the Lord. Right? And John has this revelation of love so much. He calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved John knew what was significant about his relationship with God is not how he felt about God, but about how God felt about him. And so he identifies himself as the one whom Jesus loved. So I would just say everywhere, but especially the songs, man, the songs are like, like forget listening to Drake. You want to be emotional. Go listen to David. And uh, my man is, He is, bro, he's just talking about what he loves and what he loves about God will kind of shock you a little bit because he loves all the things we love about God. He also loves the power of God and the the no-nonsense, like, I will destroy my enemies of God. And I think it's everywhere, man, for real. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So... First of all, I, I love thinking
0: like this. You've almost given me permission to kind of be myself and not have to be extra spiritual at school or on my campus. And I love that. Well, that's,
1: that's what, that's, it answers the question culturally. What, what, what is the issue? The issue is this is we don't know how to be ourselves. Uh-oh. Is we literally are copycats of each other. This is why social media kind of stinks right now. And TikTok really just amplified it. Like, you'll see somebody do a dance and then someone do the same exact dance, just worse, but but feel like they can post it. You know what I mean? Like content is not original anymore. (laughs) Who gave you permission to post that? (laughs) You'll see somebody tell a joke and then like a couple months later, somebody else will post that same video with the same joke, same punchline. It's like, dude, it's not even your joke, but we don't know how to be original. We don't know how to be authentic because we aren't leading into who we naturally are, what we naturally love and what we're attracted to. bro. It's crazy.
0: Well, first of all, If you're reposting and just, come on, man, TikTok, fix your algorithm. Push original content. (laughs) Come on, everybody, at TikTok TikTok right now. Also, Peter, when you were saying that, I mean, I just think there's a lot of verses... Probably three in particular that come to mind that just talk about us being made in the image of God, but we're all so different. So that means that God loves our uniqueness and us leaning into our uniqueness and what makes us us is a way that we honor him. Um, and so, and so with that now, you've given us tools to step out and, you know, talk about what you love. That helps us to pray. That helps us to branch out to others. Talk to me about how you think us talking about what we love helps us to grow in our faith. So yes, we can, you know, that's an olive branch to others to see us. It gives us confidence to pray. What about, how does it help a student grow in their faith? Dude,
1: this, this is the start of every sermon I preach. I read a verse and I think about what I like, and I think about like what the Lord is saying. And I'm like, man, I love like, okay, like let's do Psalm 43. I know Aaron's so big on Psalm 43, but it's like, the Lord is my shepherd right? I shout out, I'm like, wow. Okay. First off, I love that God is, is having this personal moment with me where he's like, no, I'm your shepherd. I know exactly where you are. I know exactly where you need to go. And you, and, and David goes, I shout out what meaning like when I'm with my shepherd, I feel complete contentment. Contentment. I feel completely secure, right? Like God, I love this about you. And then I'll keep reading. The Lord's my shabbat, my shadow. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Man, I love it. The Lord knows when I need to rest. He knows where I'm at, right? So this is the start of every message. I'm talking about what I love. And it forces me to pay attention uh to what to what's happening with God. Because if I don't talk, if I don't see like, oh, wow, I know this is kind of counterintuitive, but I'm talking about what I love about God as I'm reading the Bible, it actually gets my attention off of me. No, for sure it does. Right? Like you ever just read the Bible and you're like... You know, you're like, oh, and, and David's like, well, I'm not slaying any giants. I'm kind of the worst. And God help me. But right? like, it's like, dude, like, no, 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 I love that God is, is raising up young people that are not afraid to stand up against the giants of culture. And by the way, I love that David is a type of Christ meaning Like, yo, actually this David character in scripture isn't me. This is Jesus who slays all the giants in my life. Right? Like, it's just, I love that. And I'm just, yeah. anyway, Dude, Peter, you know I'm Peter. Like, you i could
0: live i was i forgot that i was on a podcast because i was like keep going like like with psalm 23 (laughs) going verse by verse students this isn't what the podcast is about but maybe maybe if your devos are a little stale do the i love thing just start what do i love about god in the bible right now
1: yes yes and then out of that my prayer times come with like a lot of my prayers to god are you are prayers like you are like this is how i prayed this morning you are faithful you are full of, you are full of joy. You are leading me, right? You are, and I'm making like I'm I, those, you are prayers come out of, wow, I love this about God. I love that he's merciful. He's kind and he's generous. I love that. He won't let me get away with, with, with sin. I love that he's confronting me. I lo- so then I, I transfer that into my prayer time and then he comes, you are prayers. And it's just, it's really helpful to me for me to connect with God when I'm talking to him about what I love. Um, I don't know. It's maybe why Jesus came talking about what he loves, the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jesus is like uh, the master of talking about what he loves and what he sees. And I just think that's amazing. So I want to follow that example. Okay, Peter.
0: So uh, I asked a similar question last podcast, but but you're an interesting guy. I mean, you're a cool dude like you. You speak, you travel. And so a lot of people would be like, I'm listening to you right now. You're entertaining. You're fun. I like hearing about what you love. But what if someone's like, bro, I love League of Legends and nothing else. You know, I like reading boring books. I like... I don't know. What's the lame subject in school? I don't know. Engineering. No, not the oh. engineers. Sorry. Just like, what if they're like, I don't feel like I can curate a lot of excitement around what I love. You can Peter, but I can't have you ever seen someone do this. That's a different personality than you. And it worked for them, whether it be their affinity towards Jesus or their ability to reach other people. Have you ever seen yeah. that
1: happen? Sure. Certainly this is the way we train people to reach people for Jesus. So in our youth industry, obviously multiple different personalities, different kinds of people. And uh, I'm thinking about one student in particular, who's now no pun intended. He's an engineering major at the <laughs> university of Michigan, right? Yo! Dude is, dude is an absolute nerd and nerds rule the world. And he's one of the coolest people I know. And he, he's just not the kind of person that like, get up and, and share what he really thinks or be honest about what he, what's going on. But he's one of the young men that, like I, I've noticed, wins a ton of people to Jesus, and it's simply like this. Maybe I can switch the verbiage a little bit. Talking about what you love, it's talking about what you love with people. Like I'm seeing the sh- like the sweatshirt you're wearing. I'm like, no, I love that sweatshirt, right? And it generates a conversation. Like, well, where'd you get it from? Oh, I got it from. You. And he was really just he became excellent at complimenting people. So maybe that is in the same family of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is what I love. It's like, well, what do you love about the person standing in front of you?
0: What do you love about the moment? And if you don't, then, then God could actually work on that and start for it. If you're like, I hate people, you know, it's like, okay, exactly. Like let's, let's work on that.
1: Exactly. My favorite question ever to ask people that really gets them to talk about what they love, no matter what their personality is like is, Hey, what are you passionate about? Right? So if I can't find something to love about the moment, I want to figure out what they love about the moment. So what are you passionate about when you ask somebody what they're passionate about? And they go, well, I'm passionate about boring books. I'm like, well, why? You know what I mean? Right. Well, because of this, and because of because if you're reading something, first of all, that's incredibly interesting. I love people who read. I want to know why you find that interesting. I want to know what, what one of the things that was hard for me to connect with as a, as a young man, and I dude, I wish I had the skill in uh, in, in middle school and high school is to connect with people who love anime because I'm not like an anime person. I'm a I'm a sports person. Like my, all all my friends though, actually, were into like Dragon Ball Z. Right, like they were Kamehameha people in the whole I'm like, we're supposed to be praying for them, but y'all can do that too. Whatever y'all want to do. Um, uh, but like you know like just connecting with them, like listening to why they love it well they love it because they see themselves in the story they see themselves in the character and i'm able to connect with them and then i know how to pray for them because i know what they love and what they're kind of feeling like they feel like the outcast they feel like no one's listening to what they're saying they feel like they should have a voice i'm like okay well like let's talk about that the let's, anime let's gospel about, like, look at him look at him popping bro. off I can connect anything to Jesus. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious because he, the Bible says God is love. Right. So when we find ourselves like in these moments where we're like, man, I appreciate that. I really like that. I see that. Right. Like I can bring any of those things, dude. I'm I, like at this point in my life, we we'll forget stages. Dude. I I'll tell people this, the most significant moments I've ever had in leading people to Jesus have never been on a stage. Never. Never. They've always been in just the, the hustle and bustle of daily life. And there's all types of people that I've won. I've won people that look exactly like me and think like me. And I've won people that don't look anything like me at all. Let me tell you this quick story. Um, my next door neighbor is racist. And I know my next door neighbor is racist because he told me, I'm racist. Oh, listen, <laughs> that'll do it. Wow. And uh, I t- tell me why. And his racism came as a result of how people who didn't look like him treated him. Over the course of his life. And he said, it's interesting to me that you care about this enough to listen to me and to let me share my thoughts with you. And I said, I love listening to people's experiences. He said, why? I said, because I've learned that no matter, even if somebody believes different from me, I can learn something from someone or I can learn how to connect with people I've never connected to. And that's a huge priority for me. I love connecting with people. Well, it didn't just happen in that moment, but just a few weeks ago, I led my neighbor to the Lord. And when I said, what made you interested in Jesus? He said, bro, he said, I've never heard you talk negatively about any situation. He said, I've never heard you talk negatively about even the things that I believed, even though you counter-believed, like you didn't believe what I believed at all. And he said, I just, he said, I just consistently love. And he used that word. I love that. You're just so positive. And he said, I knew that's not you. And, and I explained to him, I said, yo, it's Jesus. And I explained to him the gospel. I said, bro, you are far from God. I said, that's not like a, I'm just, I'm just saying you personally. I'm saying all of us. And I said, we need Jesus. And I explained the gospel to him about how it starts with God is good. Not we're bad. And that was a game changer for him. And I love my neighbor who is now no longer racist. Come on, to Jesus, that's amazing. Bro, by the way, he has like four different types of nationalities in his small group. He has like a Hispanic lady that leads his small group. He has black people in his small group, Indian people in his small group. Like, come on, bro. This and I'll tell you, like, you can. You're like, well, you just know how to do that. It's like, no, no. It started with he asked me, "Why do you even care?" It's because I love listening to people. Yes.
2: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that story because I feel like that applies that leadership principle so well. I think a lot of times students growing up in high school and college, they think, okay, if I'm going to lead people to Jesus, it has to be on a platform and I have to be preaching. It has to be a great message, right? But the story you just told right there, I mean, this is just someone you built a relationship yeah. with. And it started with you talking about what you love and what you're passionate about. And then you allowing and giving them the opportunity to do the same thing. And that builds that relational bridge mm-hmm. so that the Holy spirit can work in them. Let's and then go. by the time they're ready, you're like, Oh, well, man, I'm glad we built this relationship. And now you can handle this gospel truth that I'm about to give to you because we've built that trust. Yeah. I think that's so awesome. I think that's really important for, for students to take and apply in their lives because it's it's not all about what happens at church and it's not all about oh i have to talk to them about jesus every single day if they want to get saved a lot of it is just building a relationship over time could
1: you speak to that a little bit yes certainly i'll say it like this bro when we when we're not talking about what we love about people about moments about life we become boring it's why a lot of people struggle to lead people to jesus because they're boring And really, they're not boring. They enjoy like an array of different things. They just don't talk about it. And so people are like, oh, like that person, like if you talk to them, they only want to talk about Jesus. And I've had several students in my ministry, boom, they get passionate. They get fired up about the gospel and that's all they want to talk about. And I totally get it. But here's what I need them to know. It's like, okay, you want to talk about that, but the people you're trying to reach, they want to talk about other things too. You know what I mean? And so this, this creates a space for us to say like, oh, like You know, people, people say something like, uh, like I love, like, like I've won so many people in a coffee shop, like young ladies to the Lord who are like, Oh, I'm really passionate about makeup. Well, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'm not, I don't care about that, but I'll say, wow, why? And they're like, well, I love, I love making myself like look this way. It makes me confident. And I love, you know, applying this for other people. I want to make them feel good. I'm like, well, why do you care about that? Hmm. Why do you care about that? Right. And then we begin to have this conversation about actually, I actually don't care about makeup, but I do care about making people feel confident about themselves. You know what I mean? And then that just opens up an array of conversations. Well, how do you do that? Well, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I don't really, like, believe in church or anything like that. I'm like, oh, no big deal. And they're like, okay, so why are you a pastor? Bro, like, they don't even know. I'm coming. Like, I'm here. But let me say it like this, too. When we talk about what we love, not just us, but we talk about what we love about people, this is how we actually pull the best out of people. Right? Like If I'm trying to encourage a leader that's serving with me or serving under me or serving above me, because this is how you can lead up and lead down all around you is you talk about what you love. Like one of the things I'll often do for my pastor is I'm like, hey, this Sunday, I noticed that immediately after service, you walked a different way and you met these people. Pastor, I love that you did that. I'm just trying to give him something, right? Like I'm looking at leaders that are on the same level with me. I'm like, then I saw this student walk in and I saw you not just go up and talk to them. I saw you bring some other people with you to go talk to them and you connected with them. When you talk about what you love, you're setting the standard and building the culture you want to build around you, right? When I'm trying to correct a leader in, in, in our ministry. First, I'm going to tell them what I love about their yes, leadership so that they know I that I see so much good in their leadership. And by the way, when I'm creating new standards for our ministry, like I do this all through group chat, I'll say, Hey, this is what I loved about tonight. And then that, that lets everybody else know, okay, if I want to make sure I'm doing the, r- the right things, these are the things I need to be doing. It's talking about what you love. Come Talk on. about what you love. So good. So good. I'm really looking forward to the overtime episode on this one too because
0: I Dude feel you like fix your rela- Look, I'll say this.
1: You, students that want to fix their relationship with their parents, right? You're like they just don't understand me. Maybe you're right, but if you start talking about what you love, maybe they will a little bit better. Ooh. You know what I mean? Give them a chance to to understand. Look, I I I can't stand that man. I'll tell you this: like it, we we have a responsibility. Uh, to be honest and be open and, and share uh, with people about who we are and, and what we love. And no one's a mind reader. And so like, if you feel disconnected in any relationship you have, start talking about what you love. Not just you, but then start talking about what you love about them. Tell your mom, mom, I love this about you. Dad, I love this about you. Brother and sister, I love this about you. And watch the transformation that will start to come to pass. Dude. Yeah, that's I've, seen it. I've, seen it. I've seen it happen for my own marriage. I've seen it happen for my relationship with my family. Right. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to fix them, but I can tell them what I love about them. And then they become open to what I'm saying. Wow. I mean, in a, in a,
0: in a world that is so individualized, it feels so countercultural, to hear you talk about, just tell other people, of course, what you love, but then what you love about them. You know, all our feeds are curated to just our own interests, and it's kind of our own isolated echo chamber, but it's awesome to say, bring that to other people and try and find a link to the gospel or a link to all people. There's so much we can unpack there. Peter, thank you so much for your time again. You're shooting two for two. That's 100%. 100% on the podcast. Hey, tell
1: everybody how they can find you again. Man, you can find me on Instagram, Peter A. Reeves. I would love to connect with you. Really good at responding. So hit me up on there. Come on, students. I I highly
0: encourage you to do it. Caleb, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. Hey, students, we believe you are called to lead your generation. Do that with passion for Jesus. And of course, love for others. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.